today i decided to get dressed to sit there and go you know what i'm gonna go to the gym there's about an hour and a half till it closes and i think i could make it in time so i get dressed go there's about you know hour 15 and then i i get the urge to take a poop so i'm like you know what all right let me poop then you know clear stomach i won't shit myself when i work out you know and then um Lo and behold, I forgot that I ate some spicy food earlier. And uh, yeah, I sat there on the toilet for about a half an hour trying to get everything out in pain, but burning, but burning. And uh, long story short, that was my workout. So I didn't go to the gym. Anyway, what's going on? 32-bit and sleeper wire nation. It is your boy Natter alongside the number one Australian analyst, Sheehan. How you doing over there? I'm good. These poor people, if this is the first episode of the show, just listening to you talk about the toilet. Um, you know, it's important that people know that um, my stomach hurts a lot after eating spicy food. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you can't you can't have too much. You can't have too much of it. You end up with the, uh, the Johnny Cash burning ring of fire, that's for sure. I hate spicy. I, I always ask myself why I eat spicy food. See, I think you'd be a big spicy guy. You would think so. Like, it's not bad. The The biggest debate and issue I have is that people will order it specifically spicy, you know, just for the spice itself. Yes. I try to... My argument is that spice isn't a flavor. I agree. I agree. I think you gotta... Like, a little bit of spice is good. Or spice with little, flavor yeah. is good. But people yes. are just eating stuff and being like, I can eat the fucking hardest wings. Like... Who are you trying to who are you trying to prove that to? What are you getting uh, out of that? You know, just spicy wings for the sake of spiciness. Yeah, that stuff I can't do. Do you feel any sort of pressure to eat slightly spicier food so you can be like, yeah, white boy, this food ain't spicy? Yeah, basically, if we if I go out to eat, especially with my coworkers, mm-hmm. if I get anything less than maybe mild, yep, I'll definitely get uh, spicy shamed by everybody. Yeah, that's. I like my food spicy. I don't want it too spicy. Yeah, like I want to enjoy it, especially with something like ramen. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, spicy is good for it. It's mm. good. But when I can't enjoy the food because of how hot it is, I feel like, okay, it's an issue. Yeah. And then at, at that point, like, who's that for? Yeah. Like, who, who am I impressing? My butthole? Mm. No, it's going to insult me later well, when I'm pooping the- it out apparently not apparently not impressing your butthole at all no, not at all not at all i think a food is too spicy when your nose starts running yes yep like sometimes you want that though if you've got like a cold or something yes okay yes, some, yeah. like, some spicy vietnamese noodles like really get the chilies in there and like you know clear everything out i was never a massive spice guy until the first time i had covid and then okay after that Oh, since that, I've been like, yeah, give me, give me that spice. Really? So all of a sudden your tolerance went high? Yeah. Do you think you're just struggling from, I still can't taste anything? Uh, no, I don't think so. Cause like I can taste stuff and I got a fair idea of it, but like yesterday I went out for lunch with an old friend of mine 
had some spicy uh, spicy cocktails. I don't think I would have had that a couple of years ago. Really? Yeah. I'm proud of you. Yeah. So I I went I went for a while trying to eat spicy food to raise my tolerance. Mm. I think it worked. Yep. But now if I sometimes I feel like oh this needs more spice. And yep. I wouldn't be like that. I want to say maybe a year ago, year and a half. I would very rarely think that. Like if something's not spicy enough, unless like maybe if I get like some really shit Asian food or some really shit Indian food, I'm like, uh-huh. I'd probably be like, there's nothing to this or there's like spice, but it's not, it's not, there's no complexity to the spice. Fair enough. There's got to be layers to it. I wouldn't say I'm complaining, but say I'm eating like a spicy Popeye's chicken sandwich Ooh, yeah. and I eat it and I'm like halfway there and I'm like, huh, this isn't that spicy. Hmm. Yeah. That's usually do, where I go with that. Do you know where the busiest Popeyes in the world is? I I I have a feeling like it's some out of pocket place, so I'm gonna go Japan. It's not a bad guess. It's London. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is it like five feet away from you? Is it five feet away from me? Yes. It is where I work. Yeah. It's it's not. That's not why it's the busiest. Oh, okay. Oh, but um. When it first opened here, it was the first one that opened in the UK. People were lining up for like an hour and a half, two hours. I know someone who went on a date in the line. It's not a bad idea. They were like, let's go to Popeye's and that'll be the date. And, you know, we'll wait in the line. That's actually not a bad idea because, hear me out. That's actually, this guy's a genius. He's got the riz. Popeye. So, he not only found somebody to occupy his time with while he's in line. But it's also a cheap date. It's a very cheap date. He spent like maybe $20 at most. Mm. And he figured out whether he can handle being around that girl for two hours or not. Yeah. I think that's pretty good. In a high-pressure situation. Yeah. You know like, how you never pressure know lines are? Someone, like you can date someone for a long time, but until you've like been through an airport with them, you don't know what they are. But I think that's a similar situation, the, the two hours in a line. Yeah, it, but the worst part is is that like half, say about an hour, hour and a half in, and you have you have about a half an hour left on the line, and you decide you don't like that person. Yeah. Like, are you gonna leave the line? No, you gotta stick it out, and you gotta be like, stick it oh, out yeah, though. The, the biscuits were good, or whatever it is. Then, now I want Popeyes. Maybe I will go into the office today. <laughs> Honestly, Popeye sounds really good. Mm. Do you have a Chick Fil A over there? No. Embarrassing. Uh, we got other stuff. Yeah, like? Nando's, speaking of spicy food. People like I that. I don't even know what that it's, is. It's not for me. It's uh, Portuguese chicken, they say, but it's actually South African. Nando's? Nando's. Nando's. That sounds like a boy's action figure. It's um, it's pretty popular over here, like for the, the younger crew. And American people love coming over here, and they're like, oh my god, cheeky Nando's. Surprised this is not insulting? on your radar from like a TikTok or something. I see the problem is I don't have TikTok. Mm, that does make sense actually. There you go. All right, that's enough about spicy food and my internal bowel syndrome. Yeah, that I, I may so. or may not have. Do you just call it internal bowel syndrome? Yeah, I forgot what it, the name it is. It, irritable, like internal bowels. That's where you want them. It's supposed to be inside you. I hope. <laughs> you know what? I have another side story, but that, that'll be for another time. Yeah, good. So, 
today, obviously, we're going to be, if you hadn't guessed already, we're going to be talking about redraft over and undervalued players. The people that you want to draft, probably later in the draft, later rounds, I mean, or maybe even people that you want to make sure you snag in the early rounds and people you want to avoid in the later and early rounds as well. I think it's going to be an interesting one because I currently just recently looked up, as in half an hour ago, the ADP listing for all the players. And Sheen, I think we both had question marks, right? Or was it just me? I mean, you you came at me with a question and I said, everything is content. Let's talk about it on the podcast. Yes, yes. So then now we hit the record button. And instead of talking about the content, I talked about the content that my body created, which (laughs) I think is still pretty good. Now we're making content. So <laughs> see, the issue you had, and it's a legitimate issue, is that Justin Jefferson is currently the 101, according to the list we're looking at. Yeah, and this is currently multiple lists. I, I, I first thought, okay, the fantasy pros, they're trolling me. So I looked at another one. Justin Jefferson's 101 again. I'm like, maybe the scoring's off. I look at the scoring, it's standard. I'm like, that's even weirder. And then I go to half point PPR and obviously it's obviously not going to change a half point PPR or regular PPR, but it changes more drastically for the other picks as well. Mm. No, it's, it's nuts. And I did a mock draft recently with um, friends of the show, Marcus Grant, and Mike Florio, and Justin Jefferson was the one Oh one there too. How do you feel about that? I think it's a function of uncertainty at the running back position rather than confidence in Jefferson. Are you doing it? You're you're the 101. Are you taking Justin Jefferson? Half point PPR? One QB? You know I'm a zero RB guy. I feel like you're I, not. Really? What gives you that impression? Yes. Everything I about don't know. the way I play this game and win it is zero RB. No, no, no. I feel like you're a... I get my value when I, where I can. And if it just so happens to be near the zero RB, I take it. But if there's RB with value, I take it. That's that's probably true. It's just, I guess, the last couple of years, uh, wide receivers have been less valued than running backs. I If I'm on the clock at 101 and I can't trade back, I mean, it's still hard for me to go past Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler or Christian McCaffrey? I feel like I'm taking Christian McCaffrey. But if, like, if we look at the running backs who were taken in the first round of this draft, I did. You had Christian McCaffrey at the 102, Austin Eckler at the 104, Jonathan Taylor at the 110. The other one who went was Bijan Robinson at the 16. And that's. I might as well just hurry up and go with it. I think Bijan Robinson is going to be an overvalued player, overdrafted player. I totally agree. His ADP is 8 at the moment, or the 108. Yeah, and right now, as I look at the full overall, yeah, that is the 108. Ahead of Tyreek Hill. I mean, sorry. Only ahead of uh, Saquon, Stefan Diggs, Jonathan Taylor, Devontae. Eh, actually, I believe that one. CD, AJ Brown. God, there's no more running backs anymore. Juan Ross St. Brown, Chubb. Let's have a look at the um, the first round ADP at the moment. The f- so the first okay. 12 picks are Jefferson, McCaffrey, Chase, Kelsey, Cup, Eckler, Hill, Robinson, Barkley, Diggs, Taylor, and Adams. Is there anyone that jumps out to you who shouldn't be in that list other than Robinson to your mind? Maybe Devontae. I hate saying that, but maybe Devontae. 
So if we were doing a, our famous not the top 10, who do you want? To, if Devante's at 12, who do you want that's below him at that position? As in people, as in who am I putting in Devante Adams' place? Yeah. If you're saying you don't like him at 12, who do you like more than him? I think either AJ Brown. Yep. I don't mind CD Lamb. Yep. Mm, Nick Chubb is questionable, but I kind of want to do it. I think it's AJ Brown, and he's at the 14. So yeah, potentially not on far the turn, off. you're getting both anyway. Yeah. I think this is going to be a real changing of the guard year. Like, remember that um, McCaffrey draft with uh, Dalvin Cook and all those guys when they came in and, like, cleared out the old running backs at the top of the draft? Yes. I think that's what this is going to be. There's going to be guys in, like, the mid-rounds. You know, Ramondre Stevenson is the RB10. He's 26th overall. I'm not sure if it will be him, but he's the sort of guy who next year will be a first-rounder. So would you put him in the undervalued? No, I wouldn't. I'm just thinking at the end of, like, based on the seasons they have this year, like your Stevensons, your ETNs, your Brees Halls, Najee Harris, Ken Walker, uh, Jameer Gibbs, they're all the guys who next year we're probably going to be talking about as first-rounders. They just haven't showed us it yet. So that's where you're undervalued is, is these guys who are yet to break out. Um, And that's probably where you're going to win your league this year is taking a risk on someone who hasn't quite showed it yet, rather than someone who might be just the other side of their peak, like a McCaffrey or a uh, or an Eckler. And right now we have Saquon at number nine, Hate and it. we have Bijan at number eight. You're going to go Bijan? I kind of want... So, I am always out on these guys. Like, there's players in the league who I've never had on a fantasy team, like Ezekiel Elliott. Because I'm either never drafting early enough or whatever reason, they just don't end up on my team. I want Bijan Robinson because I think it'll be fun. While fun is entertaining, I want to win. <laughs> How, like, what, what are the range of outcomes here? Ignoring injury, like, how good can he be on that Atlanta team? The, pro- the problem is with that question is sky's the limit. Right, good run offense. When you're looking at game film to teach, yep, you're looking at Niners and you're looking at the Falcons. They have the most sound and complementary and effective running attack in the NFL. Yep. Now, the of course you know, good offensive line or good run offensive line, good scheme, good coach. Um, but, of course, those are all the positives. If you want to look at the negatives, it's going to be, where's Cordell Patterson on all of this? Is he even on the team? Yep, Tyler Algier yeah, is still the, there. Tyler Algier is still there. Cordell Patterson, how, how many licks is he actually going to get? How many carries, touches, on all that good sorts? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's the, it, that's the classic question. Is it, I mean, we saw Brees Hall burst onto the scene last year, and at the time he got injured, people were saying, is he going to be the 101 next year? And I think has, if he plays the whole season, he probably is. Yeah, you are 100% correct. And right now, somebody like Brees Hall, let me control F Hall right now, he's looking at pick number 28, RB11 
I'm taking him a lot earlier than that. I'm yeah, I was gonna say, where are you where do you want to take him? I'm looking at the second turn. Give me give me the turn. The two so, three in the second round. Somewhere in the second round, I would take him. I mean, we've got Garrett Wilson there at twenty compared to Brees Hall at twenty eight. I would rather Brees Hall than Garrett Wilson. Yeah. I, I'm gonna have to fully agree with you on that one. I would give me Brees Hall. And, and I will give you Garrett Wilson. Teams can't stack the box against the Jets because you've got Aaron Rodgers there, and like it's it's a recipe for points for Brees Hall, and that's what I mean about you're going to have to be on these guys a little bit early and take that risk on Brees Hall or Jameer Gibbs or Ramondre Stevens, whoever it is, to win your league because there's not that Rolls Royce running back this year. Unless you're Christian McCaffrey, and Jonathan Taylor. Before we move a little bit deeper, how are you feeling about him this year? He burned me last year so much. It's it, that team is just in disar- not disarray. It's just so many question marks. I don't even know who the quarterback is. It's it's still Anthony uh, Richards, right? It's Anthony Richardson. Richardson, yeah. So uh, questionable quarterback, questionable coaching. A quarterback who can run, particularly a quarterback who can run at the goal line. It's difficult. How would He's you difficult feel, to trust. Um, based on the ADP here, you've got the 111. You start your draft with Jonathan Taylor and AJ Brown. That's pretty good. It's a pretty good one too. On paper, it's a really good one too. Or at that point, would you rather go CD and AJ? The initial brothers. CD. CD AJ. Lamb and AJ Brown. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. CD's nuts. Or AJ Brown, or would I rather have Jonathan Taylor in AJ Brown? God, that's a good one. So I wouldn't be happy about it, but I think I might go Jonathan Taylor, AJ Brown. That way, I have a RB one and a wide receiver one. See, I, I think I'd be going AJ Brown, CD Lamb there. Strength on strength. I, I don't. I do not doubt, or I won't knock anybody for making that decision, and I think it's a good decision. Yep. It has a lot of logic. C.D. Lamb, wide receiver one. A.J. Brown, he's wide receiver one. On good offenses. And on offenses that are potentially... Okay, hold on. We might... We might have... No. It's a strong division defensively and cornerback-wise. Like, both... Philadelphia has a good secondary, so C.D. Lamb's going to have two tough matchups. Mm-hmm. And the Dallas has a good secondary. So A.J. Brown's going to have two tough matchups. Minimum. And that's not including the Giants or the Redskins um, or any other team that they played throughout the season. That's just the division that I'm discussing here. But, of course, we're going with talent over matchup on this point. I, I, I don't mind. Like, if you, if you take CD and A.J. Brown, I won't doubt anybody. I won't question your decision-making. But personally, just for the safety factor of I need a RB1 and I need a wide receiver one, I'll go Jonathan Taylor and A.J. Brown. The fantasy community are clearly more concerned about... Oh, I can say concerned. They're more... They, they see Devonta Smith as more valuable than Brandon Cooks as that second player. Is that a factor in that decision? Not really. No. No. That, that's not really a factor in the decision to me. No, I still want Jonathan either. Taylor. Yeah. Now, now, that being said, it's all situational. 
I yep. hate using that, you know, situation over situation over situation. But mm-hmm. it, it, of course, in a redraft league, um, there's going to be some questionable picks, questionable reaches, and some people that fall down the list. So, for example, if Jonathan Taylor is still there, and for example, Saquon Barkley is also still there on the turn, for that to be for that to be the case, probably CD or AJ already got taken or Devontae, which allow yep. you to make that pick. So, I mean, obviously, at, the, at that situation, you can't take C.D. and A.J. Brown because one of them got taken. Now you're left with Jonathan Taylor and Saquon Barkley. Would you drop Saquon to reach for another wide receiver? Like, for example, at Monra? I don't really rate Saquon Brown. I'd rather have a Monra on my team. Okay. So, so you don't... Is Saquon the avoid-at-all-cost running back? I think he's the one with the widest range of outcomes because that team could be shit. That offense could be shit. uh, And he's got an injury history. And I I don't think... I just don't think he's that good. So last year he finished as RB5. Yep. Uh, He played 80% of the backfield. The only person who played more was Josh Jacobs. Surprising, actually. I think he's a very good undervalued pick. Again, I think he is still also the lone RB on that roster for the Raiders. Uh, oh, he, he's going to be some. They're going to run him into the ground. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So Josh Jacobs is going to be somebody that uh, I was just about to start discussing after this. Yep. But Saquon's going to get his touches. He had three hundred and fifty-two last year. Well, I mean that's. That's notionally what worries me. And you can say that about any running back, really, is like how much work did they have last year. He just always... he's To me, he's just such an injury risk. He's done nothing but get injured. Which is correct. Usually, I would tell you to avoid Saquon because mm. of the injury risk. But, of course, situations in fantasy football, especially in redraft, yep. cause you to have to make a difficult decision. And if the wide receivers get taken early, which very well could happen and very likely to be happening, especially in a PPR half yep. point PPR league. Um, you're going to be forced to, I guess, as they say, zag when everybody zigs. That's true. And Look, if, if Saquon was in the second round, I'd yeah. probably not have an issue with him as much. And you could say, well, what's the difference between if you're saying you would take Saquon Brown uh, or you take, I don't know, for I'm going to say Jalen Waddle. I don't think he's a first rounder. Why are you taking two from the same team in the first round? But like, What's the difference between taking Waddle in the first, Saquon in the second, versus Saquon in the first, Waddle in the second? I mean, it's just ego valuation. But I just think he's the most risky... Oh, well, Bijan Robinson is probably the most risky pick there. But I just... I don't like it. I think it's a bad pick. Um, Randquest, can you hear that beeping in the background? Um, yeah, I thought I heard some beeping, yeah. Yeah, just let me let me sort it out. Okay, I'll give you a minute. Yeah. Sorry, is my, um, PS4 freaking out. Yeah, no worries. Tell me when you're ready. Yeah, I'm ready. 
All right. So yeah, while I fully agree with you, but what happens is, of, of course, you know, forsake want to be available at the turn. Say you're pick number 12 and why I kind of want to specifically discuss the turns picks like either the one or the 12, because yep. your decisions have to be def, def, uh, definitive mm. because you, there's going to be so long till you pick again that, oh, you if you skip out on, say, Saquon, your next pick isn't until what? I mean, they're going around the snake and all the way back. That's what, like 22 picks? Yeah. Close enough. 23 so, picks, I think it works out to. 22, 23. You're not getting another RB. Or a good RB at that point. No. Like, Nick Chubb's no. not going to be there. Josh Jacobs isn't going to be there. That's Tony the Pollard's turn. definitely not going to be there. Derek I mean, Henry, I, of course. I like the turn generally um because you get those like the one two punch at the end of the first second round but you're right you mm -hmm. you have to be dead certain that you have the players that which you is want. why yeah, exactly which is why i i recommend the jonathan taylor and aj brown or some sort of rb wide receiver combination at that point because you secure a one a one on both ends mm-hmm at that point, you know, uh, of course, I would not knock anybody for going C.D. Lamb or A.J. Brown, but now you're hoping. Now, at that point, you you're forcing yourself to pick RBs. I shouldn't say you're forcing yourself, but you're kind of forcing yourself, right? What or wrong? If if you go, if you take, you're right. If you take Lamb and Brown, then at the next turn, you kind of need to take RBs because. If you wait again, or if you go wide receiver tight end, then, you know, by the time it rolls around to the the five six turn, then you're looking at uh, how's my maths here? Like Najee oh, Harris? Do you, no, you further you're deeper than that at the five six. So that's, around five six. Oh God, well, that's even worse. We're saying Miles Sanders. Whereas that's the turn there, and gets back to you there. So, if you take, let's say you take Debo Samuel and um, I don't know, Joe Burrow or Lamar Jackson at that the three four turn, and then by the the time your next two picks roll around, you're looking at, I suppose DeAndre Swift is your RB one, an interesting pick. Mm -hmm. um, I quite I quite like him. I think he's undervalued. He's the RB twenty two at the moment. That's P, he's pick sixty three. Like I'd be taking him in probably the fourth round. Yes, yeah, Swift. I wouldn't be mad at that. Cam Akers, interesting pick. Uh, Actually, I think Cam Akers is a very good value pick. Yeah, if you're waiting on RB there, you're looking at Rashad White, James Connor, Isaiah Pacheco, David Montgomery. God, Joe Mixon's I mean, RB seventeen. Aaron Jones is RB sixteen. What? Did I miss something? Is Aaron Jones he Yeah, AJ Dillon will be above him, won't he? Maybe not. Nah. Interesting. AJ AJ Dillon's RB thirty two. He's picked number nine ninety six. Yeah. Would you? Well, who who are you in there? You in for AJ Dillon? You in for Aaron Jones? I think Aaron Jones. 
I see the Packers being a more sub 500 team, depending on, yep. of course, how well uh, Jordan Love is. But if they're losing more games than winning, I see Aaron Jones being on the field more than AJ Dillon. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess I was gonna say, well, they want to move on from one or the other. They paid Aaron Jones. True. Which would mean maybe he's the one they want to get rid of, but I I would place my bets on Aaron Jones rather than AJ Dillon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There we go on that one. I don't really like either of them. I don't really want either of them. On my team. They're yeah, they're not the most appealing of picks, but of course, if you're going wide receiver heavy, or you end up forcing yourself to go wide receiver heavy because of the just the draft picks that happened earlier mm-hmm. before you, then. Well, unfortunately, you just have to be happy about it because you're you're not going to love every single one of your picks because, you know, you're going to get stolen and you're going to be forced in a spot where you might have to reach on a player to get something that to fill a position that you have on your team, especially if you're in the end or the beginning of the draft. You know, when, when there's 23 picks before you or after you, you make your picks, yeah. um, you're in a spot where, like we said, you have to be definitive and you have to pick not necessarily the best player, but the best player to fit your team. And if you did take two wide receivers in the first two picks, it's probably not the best idea to take a third wide receiver. You you got to pick either a tight end, QB, or a running back. Yeah. And in that yeah. spot, you could take... I don't even know if there's any QBs you'd want to take in the third round over there. Maybe Josh Allen falls. I don't think he will. But Patrick Mahomes... He probably doesn't fall either. You're looking at the Mark Andrews range. If you're yep. looking at a tight end, Joe Burrow. I don't know. I think Lamar Jackson is probably the only quarterback that I can justify taking. I mean, at that three full turn, you could conceivably get Andrews and Jackson as a stack. Yes, you can stack them, which isn't the worst option. I think that's actually pretty solid. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Actually, I do like that. I do like that yeah. as an option. The three, yeah. four turn. Uh, yep. If if you're on the turn. Yeah. Or if you feel like you could finesse that turn, even yep. if there's a pick or two after you, or or in between your picks, I should say. Let me um let me give you three names here. I'm going to call okay. this the shit uh, good receivers on shit teams. Uh, portion of the discussion. Arby, uh, Arby. Wide receiver 21 is Terry McLaurin. Wide receiver 22 is DJ Moore. Wide receiver 23 is Michael Pittman. Wide receiver 24 is Christian Watson. Like, is there any of those who stand out or you just want to throw a blanket over and say, not for me this year? I do like Christian Watson. With love? Yes. And did you mention wide receiver 24? Yeah, he was 24. Christian Kirk? Uh, I've got Kirk as 20, 26 on mine. 26? Are you looking at half-point PPR? Yeah. Are we looking at the same page? I'm on Fantasy Pros. Yeah, I'm on Fantasy Pros too. And i got 26 as Jerry Judy. Uh, see, I've got 25 as Jerry Judy. That's interesting. Who's missing anyway, on your we, list? We, we can discuss all of these guys. As, <laughs> as so probably, I do like... I like I Christian mean, Watson. You like Christian Watson of all of them? I do like Christian. Yes, out of all of the list, I like Christian Watson. I won't mind taking Christian Watson, but his average ADP is 
the 24th so, pick. So it's the end of what? End of the second round? I've got him as the 50. No, he's 54. Why Why is this? Oh, 50. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. I'm wrong on that one. You're right. Yep. So he's coming up to the... I mean, these are all fifth round guys, basically. So potentially, if you have gone for RB heavy in the draft, these, these guys could be your wide receiver one and two. Or wide receiver two, anyway. That doesn't fill me with confidence having Christian Watson as my wide receiver one. It it doesn't. I think if you're, from an aesthetic point of view, DJ Moore is probably the best of those that you could look with and go, I'm happy with that pick as my wide receiver one. No. no? On the Bears, I depends on your confidence of Justin Fields, and my confidence level on him is just not that high. I think they're going to try and get the ball out of his hands quickly. I think it's going to be to DJ Moore. Uh, so he doesn't run as much. It's an essential part of his game. Like, he will still run and he will still scramble, but they will be designing plays where he doesn't need to run. It's those, like, it's the seven and nine step drops where he nothing's unfolding and he just takes off. So that hurts Chase Claypool. It, t- it hurts um, Mooney. But, like, the three and five step drops where he's, like, bang, ball out of the hand quickly to DJ Moore. Let him do stuff after the catch. Let Fields recover somewhat. I'm fine with that. And even more so, if something happens to Fields, whoever their backup is, getting the ball out quickly to Moore works for me. Like, I don't think we've ever seen the best of DJ Moore. I think he's always been wish-cast as a better receiver than he probably is. But that doesn't mean he's not good. This is probably just about his range. Yeah. Um, I'm of while I still prefer Christian Watson yep I won't fault anybody for going DJ Moore yep I'm definitely not going Terry McLaurin that's a definite no definite yeah. no yeah yep I'm with you and then Christian Kirk or was it was there another one that you mentioned? I forgot. Uh, well, you mentioned Kirk. Um, Ridley's going like early. Ridley's going earlier than Kirk. I'd probably rather Kirk than Ridley. Yes, I would rather go Kirk than Ridley. Um, um, but they're both they're both right next to each other, so it's not like there's an ADP difference where oh yeah, you know the value's there for Kirk. Go him instead. They're the same ADP. They're identical. Yep. Um, and if we're talking about undervalued, you've got old stages of Mike Evans and Tyler Lockett coming after them too I'd probably be interested in Lockett more than Evans but yes uh, Evans like the guy questionable quarterback Godwin's Evans still or there Godwin this year God I'd rather have neither of them uh, give me Godwin see I, th- I think it's Evans Evans has done it with everyone he has but Evans also can really disappear yeah true he dropped a lot Got- of balls last year he did Godwin you know it could be a bad game but he could still get you know, maybe four or five catches for 50 yards and be fantasy productive yep um, yeah somebody that's very undervalued that I think people need to reach in order to get and I had to control F find him because I couldn't find him to save my life yep Elijah Moore Yes, you know. I have heard some very good things about him this week. I mean, everything out of camp's always always hype. Yes, but... he, as wide receiver fifty. 
in the pick pick 125 this guy needs to be reached on pick number you know round 10 take him round nine take him elijah moore is going to be that guy this year look look at those guys above him i would rather him than well working backwards i'd rather him than zay flowers i'd rather him than uh the gambler jamison williams um i would rather him than your mate shoddy bates God, Rashad uh, Bates. I can't. I can't believe people so draft him. I'd rather him than Quentin Johnson, the worst pick in the rookie draft. I I think Juju at forty four. I would rather have Juju than Elijah Moore. Uh, Michael Thomas. Nah, fuck Michael Thomas. There you go. Juju's at forty four. Yep. I would rather Michael Thomas, Jamison Williams. I'd definitely rather him more than uh, Gabe Davis, who's wide receiver 42. Yeah, uh, I'm taking Elijah Moore. There's Odell Beckham. I think I'd still rather have Elijah Moore. Yep. Uh, Quinton Johnson, out of all people, is ahead of Elijah Moore. I know you you don't like the guy. Antonio Gibson at RB41 is intriguing to me. My my hatred for Antonio Gibson surpasses my value for him, um, but at at round ten, that's not a bad pick. What happened, to Antonio a, Gibson? Like, it's, it's, did he die? Or, like, he got displaced by Brian Robinson, as he should. I I think that's a really I think that's a really good pick at that point. Like, you don't need to start him. It's not early capital, and this. As much as people don't want to admit it, at this point, it is just dart throws. Yes. And it is a, he does have RB1 upside. He does. Brian Robinson. Damn, where's Brian Robinson then? Uh, he's slightly earlier. Pick 83. He's, uh, yeah. RB33. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go, go, go Gibson over Brian Robinson. Yeah. Yep. I Actually, would... mm, uh, AJ, like it's, it's AJ Dillon and Brian Robinson. And Brian Robinson's the starter. No, I take that back. I take that back. Give me Brian Robinson. It's the eighth round. It's like the eighth round where you're taking Brian Robinson or the early or early seventh. No, take Brian Robinson. He's RB1 on the team. We don't know how he's going to be used, but he's a starter. I would and rather we, pass on the RB1 and go for Gibson a little bit later. The, the problem is I see it because usually you want to take the value if – no, the problem is, is it really value? Because there's only a two-round difference. There's 20 picks of difference between Brian Robinson and Gabe Davis. Not Gabe Davis, sorry, Gibson. But Brian Robinson is their RB1. I guess and he's going to get the most touches. I guess I would rather have the guys who are around Robinson. So, you know, I'd rather have... Alvin Kamara? I'd probably rather have Kamara. I'd probably rather have Zach Charbonnet on my on my roster. I'd probably rather have Jamal Williams. I'd probably rather have Khalil. Like Khalil Herbert might be the starter in Chicago. Um, but in you know, truth be told, I'd rather take Juju. Um, I would rather Brian Robinson or AJ Dillon. I'd probably want Dillon to be honest. Really? I don't. I maybe uh, Damien Harris. In Buffalo, RB40. Oh. I don't know. RB1 potential. When you're past the eighth round, yeah. are they considered dart throws? 
I think in this this is the doldrums of the draft. Like you haven't hit your proper sleepers yet. These are like the guys who fill out your team. The bench. Like, you're probably looking at it and going, all right, I've got, you know, I don't really look at my draft this way, but like Washington's buy is round 14. You're like, well, I, I can start him in the middle rounds there when I have no one else. Assuming he hits, but out of all the people that hits, that have the chances of hitting, Brian Robinson, I think in the eighth round or the, the early seventh or whatever, you know, the, the amount of teams there are, there are, I feel like Brian Robinson has one of the higher chances of being a solid impact player on your team. Yeah, look, you're probably right. Like a- AJ Dillon, he he'll have a role, but will he have an RB one? No, because Aaron Jones yeah. needs to get hurt for that to happen. Brian Robinson doesn't need anybody to get hurt. He is the RB one. True, but I mean that team. Who have they got? They got Sam Howell. Like Alvin Kamara. Yeah. He, yeah, you know what? Now that I think about Alvin Kamara, I think I'd rather him over Brian Robinson just because of the quarterback situation. Like David Carr, Derek Carr, he always makes running back elite. Um, I will take the chance that Kamara gets suspended and I can't use him for part of the year because that you know what that upside is. That upside is five, six touchdowns in a game. I mean, that's still PTSD. I don't want to hear that six touchdown game against me in the championship. No, please don't. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Let's um let's keep going here with um, okay. Raheem Mostert at uh, RB forty seven. Yes or no? RB forty seven. God damn! I gotta go down the list for this. Yep. Yeah. When he yep. plays, you're gonna get a phenomenal, phenomenal. When he's starting, phenomenal. Two games out of him, then he gets hurt for the rest of the year. <laughs> it's good to good to have in your team for when he does play, though. Yeah, yeah. When he does play, you should start him. But Nico, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Nico Collins, wide receiver, sixty-three. Mm, that the no. 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 I'll tell you I who. I'll tell you who I am interested in around that range. Jonathan Mingo, wide receiver, sixty-five. I think he will be close to the one on that Carolina team. He might be the rookie wide receiver one this year. And I love so, Addison. So let's see. Who else on the team are pass catchers on Carolina, right? You've That's got, usually where I kind of go for. You got Adam Thielen. Not, he ain't doing it. Uh, Terrace Marshall. Now he might do it. You know, As uh, much as I uh, have been a avid doubter of Terrace Marshall, and I have been right... Uh, let me check. This, their... If there is a year for it, this is going to be the year. Let me check their depth chart. Oh, DJ Chark, he'll play two games. He'll play, yeah, yeah. He'll be cool. Uh, we've got your old mate, LaVisca Chenault. Uh, he who must not be named. I don't know why he named him. Demir Bird. Never heard of her. And then Gary Jennings, Marquez Stevenson. One uh... of them was, they were both like practice squad guys. Yeah, we don't, we don't discuss that. Stevenson's them. mostly returner. And then you've got Hayden Hurst, Ian Thomas, Tommy Tremble, who I quite like. No. Uh, I, I honestly think Jonathan Mingo is my wide receiver two in this draft class. Agnostic of pick. Um, 
he continues to be my wide receiver two behind Jordan Addison. Give me him all day at that ADP of wide receiver 65, 161st off the board. Chances are he's going undrafted. Close to. I, w- I would take him with my last pick, though. Like, gets down the back end of this draft. Like, you're looking at... Are you taking a kicker? Um, or Mingo? I don't think a... I don't think I play any leagues with kickers. I would, I would rather Mingo. I'd rather the upside. Disappointing. Disrespectful I, to the sport. But if I played in a lead with kickers, I would take one early because I like the value. Like, I like what they bring to the team. I would rather take a Justin Tucker or a Young Waku or someone like that than, like, play the percentages each week. I'd rather a good one. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I'm going I to... I started two kickers a bunch of times in Scott Fish last year and I did pretty well with it. Kickers are cheat codes. They can be, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of late in the draft and things we like to talk about, waiting on tight end, I really like Mike Gasicki as tight end 23. I think he's going to play as an outside receiver for the Pats. The amount of times we try to make Mike Gasicki a thing for that to fail, you know what? I just need to hop off the train. That's it. You know, sometimes I'm wrong. Sometimes. Not all the time. Not a lot. I'm right a lot. Would, I'm wrong about Gasecki. I know what your answer is going to be, so I'm not going to ask you the either or. Zach Ertz at wide receiver 25 is a pretty good value, I think. Zach Ertz at wide receiver 25? Yeah. What? Uh, not wide receiver. Tight end 25. I was like, eh, that's a pretty good wide receiver. Yeah, I'd go Zach Ertz. Yeah. If I'm going I mean, for a we, pure value standpoint, Zach Ertz. We love our late round... Wide uh, late round tight ends. Yes, but I think this might be one of those years I'm going to encourage you to take an early one. Really? Kelsey's Kel, Kel, right now. I'm looking. Kelsey is fourth overall. Mm, yeah, I'm not interested in that. Juwan Johnson at tight end 16 is intriguing to me. Pat Frymouth. Eh, I don't love Frymouth necessarily. Dalton Schultz at 11. It's yeah, still like a 10th yeah. rounder, and at that point, I would rather Zach Ertz. I would, yeah. Would you roll the dice on Taysom Hill again this year? No, I'm over him. Um, who else we got there? I, yeah, I've already said Gasicki. I'd probably rather Gasicki over Hunter Henry. Luke There's Musgrave's getting good good hype out of camp in Green Bay. This is not, not, not enough for me. Like Greg Dolch, Dolchich. Dolchich. He's been getting talked up by um, uh, Sean Payton this week. Mm. I think that's why he's a little bit higher. Um, Austin Hooper, tight end 37 in Las Vegas. It's a tight end friendly offense. It could potentially be something. Didn't they draft one? Uh, They did. They drafted Michael Mayer, who is a lot earlier. But, I think I'd rather you know, go with Michael Mayer. Yeah. Really? Yes. Probably yes. would too. I got a I got a lot of shares in him in uh, my rookie drafts. And if you look at his face profile picture, he looks like he fought in World War Two. <laughs> He's got the name of a, a much older gentleman. Yeah, Michael Mayer. And you look at his face, but yeah, I like Michael Mayer a lot. Official. There you go. Is he yeah. your guy this year? Yeah, he's the guy. This this guy single handedly. Put the U.S. flag on German capital ground. 
<laughs> and in Japan. Else, is there anyone else you want to talk about here? Uh, he, I think... I know usually you are a tight end late person. Yep. Lately, I've been trying to be a tight end early person, and I've found success with it. Yep. I think I'm going to start recommending people start looking at early tight ends. I mean, it's what what's the cutoff? Because we always say like, don't take, don't overdraft a tight end just because he's like in that range. You either yeah. take a really really good one or you wait. So the really good one, Travis Kelsey, obviously. Yes. Your chances are you you're not first get round him. capital on him. Yes, but he is first round. He is worth first round. It's not like you're I, overdrafting Travis Kelsey. I feel like. If you're on the clock at the 104 where he is now, are you taking Travis Kelsey? Personally, no. No. See, I'm not either. Yes. I think this time of year, the people doing drafts are people like us who fucking love fantasy football or are in the industry and trying to be too smart. They're trying to be too clever about it. And that's where you go, oh, I'm taking Travis Kelsey. No, oh, that's the pick you got to take. Like, I, I think that's... I think 104 is too early. Yeah, I, th- I think how, I'm going to agree with you on that one. How would you take him? How early? Give me the, the pick 11, 12. Yeah, see, I think that's about fair. I think that's, that's fair. That's where I'm willing to sacrifice taking a early RB to take Travis Kelsey. Yep, and then you've got Mandrews at 33. Yeah, we there is a significant drop I think if you're going for Mandrews, you almost have to get the stack. Yes, like that's the I, advantage there. Yeah, when you when you when you suggested the stack between Mandrews and Lamar Jackson, I sat there in my head going, you know what, that's a really good idea. I'm gonna jot that down real fast so that when I start doing redraft, either mock drafts or uh, actual drafts, I'm gonna put that in my back pocket and say, you know what, let me see how I feel about this, especially in mock yep. drafts. Mock drafts, I think I'm gonna specifically try to seek out a. Andrews and Lamar Jackson stack and then seeing how I could wrap my team around that. Yep. Yeah. This is going to be on my to-do list. You might have to go for it. Unfortunately, you might have to go for it at the 2-3, which is a reach on both. That is. That is. But if it's it's the 3-4, then yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. If you're in the the first, no. Shoot, that's a difficult one. Next episode, we'll come back and we'll talk stacks we like. Because I love talking stacks. And I I got to work out the ones to target this year, and I haven't done that yet. Yeah, but we also need to do a rookie mock draft, and we need to get those those autistic brothers on. (laughs) I I love that you call them the brothers. Yeah, they are brothers. The uh, the A brothers. Yeah, we can we can sort something out there. Yeah, so I was thinking for that episode. I know this is completely going off topic, but this will be a preview for it. Is that I'll basically do the first round draft myself, rookie draft, and then I'll have everybody critique it. Well, I was gonna say maybe what we should do is we'll do a mock draft like between us off air, uh-huh. and they can talk about their mock draft on their show. We can talk about our mock draft on our show. Okay. And we can just talk shit about each other. Well, I mean, I'm going to do that regardless. Yeah, well, true. You can't help yourself. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll work out some sort of fun mechanism. They're easy targets. I can't I can't help it. Like It's just like, oh, shot in the dark. It's it's kind of like, uh, you know, in South Park, Cartman to, Ka- to Kyle. It's like <laughs> easy. It just rolls off the tongue. Easiest insult of my life. I feel like you're Cartman to just about everyone in your life. <laughs> I'm not going to. 
confirm nor nor deny that. But that's going to be the next episode. And uh, yeah, honestly, I'm kind of excited for that one. We're going to do a live episode from Casa Bonita. Casa Bonita. Um, TJ Hawkinson, tight end three. No, I'm not interested in him. No, no. Uh, right now, I am looking at... So if... This is super dependent on... Uh, the Niners' development of Brock Purdy and how he progresses through his injury. But if he's the quarterback, George Kittle's wide uh, tight end three. And I will highly recommend taking George Kittle. I wouldn't reach on George Kittle, but I would rather him than all of those shit receivers on good teams that we talked about. Your Moores, your Pittmans, Christian Watson, Jerry Judy. George Kittle's 57 at the moment. He's tight end four. I'm okay with reaching for him slightly. Uh, I'm going to say skip out on Pitts, as per usual. I, I would say I'd be happy taking him in place of Amari Cooper at 39th overall. Kittle or Pitts? Yeah. And that's that's an 18-player 18, 18 rank. But I just like him better than all those guys. Kittle? Oh, except maybe Del- Delvin Cook, I probably like, but more than Kittle. We're still talking about Kittle, yeah? Yeah, we're talking about Kittle. Okay, not Pitts. All right, just make sure. No, Pitts. Fuck Pitts. Yeah, true, true. I mean, not like literally, but like figuratively. No, no, literally. Arm okay. Pits. I'm really, oh, I'm really God. into it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I don't judge you. I don't um, judge you. Yeah, I'm not interested in Kyle Pitts. I'm not interested in Dallas Goddard. I'm not interested in Darren Waller. Really? I'm kind of interested. He'd have to properly. F- well, I think he's now in that nether zone of. Is he good enough to actually make a difference from that position? Would you rather? Would you rather Darren Waller or Deontay Johnson? Deontay Johnson. Would you rather Darren Waller or Brandon Ayuk? Brandon Ayuk. Would you rather Darren Waller or Marquise Hollywood Brown? Darren Waller. Uh, see, I'd take Hollywood Brown there. I just hate the name. <laughs> he's still in Car- he's still in Carolina, right? Not Carolina, Hollywood sorry. Brown. Arizona. Hollywood Brown, who has never played for Carolina. Sorry, I mean Arizona. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> he's yeah, he's still in Arizona. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely going. Um, Darren Waller, Jordan Addison, Darren Waller, uh, Traylon Burks. Are they still going? Are they around the same ADP? Yeah, roughly. Roughly. Uh, nice, nice. Um, I might go trail on Burks on this one. Yeah, I'd probably rather. So, so it depends. It really depends. So I hate, I hate it that I hate that I bring <laughs> what, this up again. What a response! It I know. depends. Yeah, that's I know. the whole fucking point of this. I know. It all I know. depends. But, but the problem is, is you're looking at Darren Waller that late because you haven't drafted a tight end yet, and if you haven't drafted a tight end yet, that means you probably have some good wide receivers. He's, what is it? So do you need Traylon Burks at that point? I guess it, I was about to say, I guess it depends. Yeah, I know. See, (laughs) see, see. But generally, Uh, I I would rather have Traylon Burks. I don't think it does, Burke. I don't think it does depend. I think if you've gone wide receiver early, pardon me. I think if you've gone wide receiver early, then you can go Traylon Burks because you're not worried about having to start him if he's shit. If you've gone RB early, I probably wouldn't want Traylon Burks. I would rather have um, 
maybe someone who I, I would probably rather Deontay Johnson. Yes. I think I'd rather Deontay Johnson overall though. I would too. But right now I uh, Darren Waller, Brandon Ayuk, yeah. James Cook. I think I'd rather have James Cook. Uh, I I like Damien Harris. You like Damien Harris? I like Damien Harris more than So I mean right now da- Darren Waller and Brian I, Robinson I'd rather Jr. Alexander Madison. He might be the RB1. If you're drafting at this point, he might be the RB1 in Minnesota. A good offense. I don't think Dalvin Cook's going anywhere. Personal opinion. I, I think at this point he probably isn't either. But Where is he going? By the way, Dalvin Cook, 38, RB16. God, how the mighty have fallen. How indeed. How indeed. We got anything else to, uh, to cover or are we wrapping this up? Okay, how in far under we an in? hour. In under an hour. Not bad. Not bad. I think that's pretty good. Especially if Naeem remembers to cut out you with the beepingness. Yep. Then we're going to be under an hour. And me burping into the microphone. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty proud of that. I don't think he cuts that out. I don't think he realizes you did that. No, I don't think he does either. No, he doesn't realize a lot. But he calls me the Elden Flame. So that's all that matters. Elden Flame. There we go. All righty. So that's going to have to wrap up this episode of our over and undervalued players on the adp god i love talking about drafting god it's so much fun i think after after the redrafts draft happen i think that's kind of like that's my peak yep i think i think i'm just too good at drafting that's the problem (laughs) ah well there you go well you can find me on Twitter, I'm at Sheen Solo. You can find me on TikTok, I'm at Sheen Solo. You can listen to my other podcast, that's Screen Pass. We'll have a couple of episodes. Last episode we did, now that you'll know, because you listened to the show, was uh, Attack of the yes. Clones. That came out this week. It, it was one of the best Star Wars movies. Yeah, one of the top 11. It's uh, at minimum top six. I think it's uh, probably the second worst of the nine Skywalker movies. Okay, no, no, it's 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 definitely better than the sequels. No, it's not better than the Force Awakens. It's not better than the Last Jedi. Yes, it is. No, it's not. It's yes, it is. No, the the Force Awakens is like is average. The Last it's Jedi n- is good. The Last Jedi is underrated. No, which one? Last Jedi is. It's the, the second ninth? one. It's the, the, no, last... the eighth one. That's the one with the the fight with Kylo Ren and Luke Skywalker, and Luke Skywalker's not there. You're saying you're saying that casino chase scene movie. I didn't say I like all of it more than I like all of Attack of the Clones. I just said it's an underrated movie. No, no, you you, you cannot sit there and tell me Purple Haired Lady is an underrated movie. Yeah, no, there's some good stuff in it. No, no, we're the best and the only combat was in the 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 throne room. Yeah, see, that's a that's a great scene. The scene with Kylo Ren and Luke Skywalker is a great scene. Eh, he literally he literally dusted his shoulder off and said, "See you later, kid." And then the most memorable part of that movie was the fact that some soldier touched the floor and then licked his lips and then said, "Salt." <laughs> I like it. Uh, I don't know. Attack of the Clones is way better, way better. And plus, Natalie Portman's in that movie, therefore, it is better. 
I will give you that. Well, check out the rest of my thoughts on Attack of the Clones and Star Wars generally on that podcast. And where can people find you, Natter, and your content? Um, you can find me on Twitter at underscore top tier tactics. Um, I could roast you if you want. That's that's all I'm good for on Twitter. Is if you at me, I'll roast you. That's about it. That, that, that's the most go. I do on there. Yeah. Other than that, I, don't know. I think that wraps up this episode. All right. Any closing thoughts? Yeah, that's a, you lost me at Attack of the Clones is worse than some of the sequels. God, I can't. I'm not gonna get over that one. You know, I'm probably gonna have to rewatch the movies just so I could disprove you wrong with my opinion. I think you know what you're fucking talking about. Yeah, I, I think I do know. I've that's why. I've been sweary in this episode more than I would normally be. Yeah, because well, you probably the problem is is you you touched on a very sensitive topic of the Attack of the Clones. It's not the best of the the, the prequels, and it's not the it's best the of the movies. Of the prequels. It's worse than The Phantom Menace. Yeah, but I still like The Phantom Menace a lot. It was a good movie. Like, like they threw blue, blue balls around. Like, what do you want more than that? Hmm. And you got a cool lightsaber tool. Like, you're telling That's me... That's true. You got to see what a double lightsaber looked like. He, It That's... wasn't just cool enough that it was one. There was two. Yeah. That is cool. Okay, so it's not like saying, oh, like the, the worst part of the Phantom Menace is Jabba the Hutt, not Jabba the Hutt, Jar Jar Binks. And as a kid, I liked him. I thought he was cool. Yeah, I mean, it's a move for kids. Isn't Star Wars in general? Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Star Wars is for kids. People don't like saying it, but it's true. I was just saying, your friend Andrew Tate, your friend Andrew Tate never seen a Star Wars movie. Who said he was my friend? My my fr- friend of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Who said he was my friend? No, fuck that guy too. Okay, well, not literally. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. I, it 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 is not worse. It's 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 really not. It's really not worse. It's terrible. So much for the hour long episode. Anyway. Anyway, that's going to have to wrap this up. You know what? Like, it, it, p- please, s- somebody, go on my Twitter and let me know what you think. There's no, there's no way Attack of the Clones is worse. There's no way. No way. You know how many memorable quotes there are in that movie? There's a lot. There's well, no just way. Just like the memes. No, it's just up there of, like, dopeness. Like, there wasn't one, white sa- like, one lightsaber fight with Count Dooku and Anakin. There was a second one. There was Count Dooku and Obi-Wan. Then there was a third. There was Count Dooku and Yoda. Yeah, I didn't say I hated everything about the movie. I just said it wasn't as good as The Phantom Menace. No, it's, I mean, yeah, that's not a disagreement, but you said it was better than the last you like, sequels? You don't like the casino chase scene? The, no, it was chase, completely useless. It literally did not matter. Scene, the chase scene where they're chasing the fucking bounty hunter. Literally, if you took that scene out of the movie, it wouldn't have changed. Nothing no, would have changed. changed. Yeah, there's, there's literally not. no like, point. I'm not saying The Last Jedi is the best movie I've ever seen. I just think it's better than Attack of the Clones. It's it's just not. That's the problem. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go back. I'm going to watch it today. Yeah. God. And I suspect you do the same thing and reflect on your actions. I will. I will. Reflect I try- on your actions and I your will. opinions. I will. Wrong. No, my opinions are not wrong. I know it's, it's, it's okay to have a different opinion, but your opinion is wrong.
Okay then. Alrighty. Good luck, everybody. See ya. I'm ready for all today